Sunshine from Heaven podcast. We're so happy you tuned in. I hope that this word elevates you and allows you to find a little sunshine in your day. May God bless you and keep you. I've got some exciting things for you this season. Tell a friend about the sunshine. Let's get it. Welcome to another episode of Sunshine from Heaven. I am super excited about today. You guys are in for a treat. I'm just so glad to welcome the Love Doctor, a.k.a. LeVanson Atkinson. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? Blessed, blessed, blessed. Thank you, sir, for having me on this amazing podcast. Oh, man, I'm, I, I don't even want to really waste it. I want to dive right into it, man. So tell us who the Love Doctor, a.k.a. LeVanson Atkinson, and we're going to get to that name, too, because I need to know the history behind that. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, to get to know me, I would say I was born in Houston, Texas, and man, my love for the church, my love for God started at a young age. And so, I, the church always built me up to be talented as a speaker and an actor and different things like that. You know, when you're in church, they put you, put the kids towards things, but I didn't know how that would bring me this far in life. Right. And so growing up in life, just having a mother and a father in my life who would stay on me and tell me to go after my dreams, go after my goals, and always set a foundation for myself. It took me to when I got to college and, you know, when you're off under your parents' wing, when you're able to see the real you, what, the, what your likes and dislikes is. Right. But also, it gives you the chance to have that connection with God that's not forced. You know what I'm right. saying? Right, definitely. You, you know how a lot of times when you're growing up, your parents force you to go to church. They're like, hey, you don't get what you're doing. You know, on the game, don't get it. When it's Sunday, when it's Wednesday, when it's Monday, you're going to church, no matter what. <laughs> and you're going to dress up too. Right. <laughs> ain't going, you ain't going in there looking any kind of way. Exactly, exactly. But it's a different thing where you have to come to Christ for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that was a big opportunity for me to get closer and closer to him when I graduated from PV with my uh, bachelor's in social work. And so coming doing that, and then plus I found the name, the love doctor. So this is the history of the love doctor. The love doctor name was, it came as like a host name. Like I used to host a show at, at PV called The Empowerment. Uh, my mindset was, I wanted to bring organizations together and talk about conversations that's happening, especially relationship-wise, business-wise, other things that's, that can bring us together, bring us closer so we can be able to talk to each other. Because I have been at school where people just walking past each other, don't know who each other is, but we supposed to come to this platform to connect. We we supposed to make mutual connections because I know a lot of people who graduate and then don't have no connections and don't know have no direction of where to go because you didn't spend your time when you at school for the right reasons. Right. And so by me doing that, it came to the to the love doctor was all over the school and things like that. But then I think God put this little this little jewel in my life, saying I was a love doctor and host, but I didn't know what all it would be formed to. So one day, uh, it happened plenty of times when people bring me to the side. I was like, "Are you a love doctor?" Right? And I was like, "Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am." They would ask me questions, and I'm like, hold on. You see me as something much bigger, and I had to look at myself and say, hey, what am I missing? I'm more than just a host. Right. God put this in my life because he knew that I had a greater purpose mm-hmm. and that my impact on the community and my the way I speak to people 
people will listen to me. And so that's when I had to take the time to look at myself in the mirror and say, hey, God don't give you things for no reason. Give you, he give you things because little jewels in life that, that help you grow and help you emerge and help you become that person that you want to be. And that's how, how I became this far. Me growing outside of TV, graduating, also starting my own organization and doing other ventures like acting, directing, and even having my own podcast and channel. It's just a blessing to become this far. And it all came about initiative. Really? Wanted to be something better. Wanted to be something great. Right. Wanted to have that impact. Wanted to stand on something. And that, that's how I got this far. You mentioned that your mom and dad, when you have that support, and I think people don't understand, and this is no hit against anybody, but just how God has ordained it uh, for the two parent household, because you have to have that yin and that yang, because I feel it brings such a balance. And like you said, when you have that kind of backing, you're able to find out the DNA that God has put in you early on and begin to develop that. And I think that once you found that DNA and the people at uh, I'm sure it, while you were in high school, they had already noticed it. I don't know how strong it was, but as you get out into the world and you mm -hmm. start diversifying, like you said, start networking with other people and then mm -hmm. they begin because, you know, some, you could be with the baddest dude on the planet, but that's just your boy. But then right. somebody else see him and they like, man, that's the baddest dude on the planet. Mm -hmm. So, man, right. so, so uh, what was your church upbringing like how, how did you discover your relationship with God and getting past that you got to go to church when you went and you started to enjoy church for yourself right I, I, it's like you like you said I always was told to go to church and things like that but I know I had a, a moment with God when I was in high school See, when I was in high school, uh, I came out of middle school playing AU basketball. So I couldn't wait until I go to high school so I could start playing big time basketball. And so during my freshman year, uh, I think we three games into the season, we had practice. I end up breaking my ankle and tearing ligaments on my ankle. Mm. So I come, I'm coming from being the tall. You know, when you're the tallest guy in the school, everybody looking at you different. Right. You, you, you get you get praised. You got people around you and things like that. Going from that to being the person. So my ankle injury was so bad that I had to have my uh, leg cocked up always. So they had to put me in a wheelchair. So imagine me in high school in the wheelchair rolling the class where most of our classes were on stairs. And so we had an elevator, but it was on one side of the building. So I had to go to one side of the building to get to my class. I was late for every day. Wow. Not even noticing that the friends that I thought I had really were my friends because most of the time I end up pushing myself to class. The fact that I, I had to go through depression because I couldn't even eat lunch and I had to start bringing a lunch kit to school because I couldn't reach the line. And the lunch ladies would tell me, hey, if you can't reach the line, you need to get out the line. Oh, man. Goodness gracious. And the fact that I'm in line, everybody else looking at me like, are you going to hurry up or not? And so it, it, it's, it's some people I just cherish close to my heart that that stopped what they was doing and said, hey, 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 you ain't today. Come on, come here, come here. Let me, let me let me take you in line. Let me get you a food. Let me do this and that. Right. Oh, you going, you going, you going to your car? Okay, let me, let me, let me push you towards that. It's some people who, who, who God placed around me that I, I thank them so much. Even, even, yeah, that was years and years ago, but I just thanked them so much. But during that time, I wasn't, I went through a depression stage. Right. 
because because that's a that's a different change of, of environment for me that I never seen before. Uh-huh. I never experienced that before. I didn't know what fake friends was. I didn't I didn't know what fake situations was. I didn't I didn't know what what darkest times really looked like until right. I, and so it looked like at the time even your parents they still got to go to work so you could be at home all day or at the time I was with my grandmother because everybody else still had to live their life and so I felt like I felt alone so many times just sitting there even when Christmas came by my parents they didn't even know what to get me because they never experienced something like this and they I, I, I got when you know when you think of Christmas you think you're getting big presents and things like that right I didn't get that much because they felt like you you, you could barely move and so and I, I came to realize that I never was by myself. Right. It was it was one time I was just feeling so sad and I just had to pray. And I was like, God, be with me. Be with me in this moment of time. And this is in high school. This is in high school. Wow. I, I, I just, I just want to walk again. I just want to be able to play basketball again. God, just be with me in this moment. And then, then after that, it, it seemed like signs of maturity start evolving in me just that quickly wow. because I see the people who I should mess with not mess with I see how I should act I see why I was looking for them to roll me around because I didn't have that type of confidence and faith in myself mm-hmm. or in you and so it's like when God we all understand God is a jealous guy <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you put when you put people and put things before him <laughs> you'll never know when he can take that away and say, right. hey, look at me now. Right. But see, you know, I, I, I love that fact, but God is a jealous God. But when you turn back to him, the yeah. same strength that he was jealous with, he loves yeah. you with that much too. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And so when I when I came when I came back to school a few weeks later, and the, I had the boot on. I was able to walk again. Mm-hmm. And people, people turned around and was like, "Oh, he's back walking again. Right. He's back with the play sports and all that." But my mindset was different. Right? They, they didn't even know that they were looking at a new man. Oh, come they on now! Know, they didn't even know my spirit was different. They didn't even know my mentality was different mm-hmm. because that was the. The, the trial I needed to go through to take me this far. And so ever since then, I've always been believing in myself that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me because he's the person that's always going to be with me right. during the process, during the different seasons, during whenever, when there's ups and downs. Shoot, right. the, uh, the Bible talks about I will, I will walk in the, uh, the shadows of death and I should not feel no evil. Right. So it's right. telling me that it's going to be dark times. Mm-hmm. It's going to be people who with hatred all around you. It's going to be people that don't understand you all around you. But at the end of the day, you keep walking. You have to have that faith. You have to have that energy because God is always good. Right. God is always going to have your back. Come on now. Right. Right. He, he tells us also, he says that they hated me and I ain't do anything wrong. So why would you think they would treat you any different? Come on now. Because you ain't always did everything like you were supposed to. Right. Right. That is just so awesome. So so now you are this new person. You're you're getting ready to finish high school, but now you're not the same person that you started high school as, and now you're gonna venture into college. Did you know right away that you wanted to go to PV or did something else did something happen and direct you to PV? So, so this 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 is me just telling my testimony, man. And this 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 is so incredible that actually, to be honest with you, I never thought about college. Wow, I never I never thought about college. 
see, this 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 one thing that God been on me too. This this is the one of the biggest testimonies I tell. So when I was younger in elementary school, uh, the school placed me and had me test for dyslexia and found out it said that I was dyslexic. Mm -hmm. Which I came down to college and found information that mostly all minority schools that get low funding, right? They tell a lot of their kids that they're slow or door in order to get better issues. funding. Come on now, come on. It's so so when they tell you things like that, it makes you feel like you you are handicapped. Right. Like you're not able to learn or comprehend things on the level as other people. And so for me to understand that, I use that as an excuse for so many years. Right. From elementary school, but I'm passing though. But I'm passing what they want me to pass. Things like that. Right. Elementary school, going to middle school, and but when it came down for me. In my seventh grade year of middle school, I'm like, the confidence started building in me. And I'm like, hey, like my friends going to this class, but I'm going to this class. Like, well, I can't go to class with them. And they was like, you're not going to understand. But like, I'm not going to understand. But I never know what they're talking about if I never taught that. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it took me the time to go to the principal and for my parents to have, have faith in me. And they told me, hey, if you feel like you can do this, you can do this. It was a such thing called a, a step up program. And so it told me, hey, if you can pass this one test, this regular test, you can get skipped up into another grade where you can actually learn the things that you need to be learning. Right. And I pass it on my own. Okay. And so one thing I keep from that process is that it doesn't matter how many handicaps somebody put on you in your life. You have to know that you can beat the odds each and every time. You just have to have faith and have to have that confidence and have to have that motivation for yourself. Because one thing I learned from PV, middle school, and high school is that everybody's not going to see your vision. Really, a lot of people are not going to see your vision. But when God gives you something, he tells you something going to happen. You got to have the faith and you got to have that drive to know that it's going to come true. Right. Right. Well, hey, let me let me stop you right there. What I want to clear up real quick is so, you know, let, let's let's give PV a shout out and let the people know what and who PV is. All right, shout out to Prairie View A&M University. Uh, it's in Prairie View, Texas. Man, one of HBCU, man, it's an amazing college. If you're in Texas, you need to go take a trip there, command. You know, PV, you know it's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, and I, there was a time when uh, the HBCUs were the only schools. In fact, these schools were created because there were no schools for higher education or higher learning for the African-Americans. So these schools were created so that the African-American community could go to college. And so th they were not made to block anybody out. They were just giving the African-Americans some higher learning. Right. And a lot of people don't know that. They feel like, well, these schools were made to keep black people exclusive. But that's not what it was about all, at all. Right. And back in the 80s and the early 90s, uh, the there was a TV show called A Different World. And they showed the HBCU in such a different color of what people thought it was that mm -hmm. the numbers of graduates from then on from HBCUs have been phenomenal. Right. So it's just really an exciting thing. That's why I wanted people to hear that and understand that th what what kind of people these these HBCUs produce and, and with they have the same accreditations as all these other universities. You're right, you're right. And people don't even understand that uh, PV was built on a slave plantation. What? Come on now. So it's so, it's so much history 
around Prairie View and on the campus. It was, it was for us. It's, we still have a rule to this day. Certain parts of the campus, you can't walk on the grass because you never know what uh, your, your, your ancestors is under there. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a legendary school. I, I give everybody any chance, any opportunity. If you're in the Texas area, to go go look at a, any HBCU, but especially Prairie University. Okay, well, hey, look here. We're gonna take a break here. Here, a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. All right, yes, sir. Today's episode is being brought to you by Kennedy's Corner with the K, your one-stop shop to make any special event pop. Kennedy's Corner specializes in custom t-shirts and photography. Engagement, graduation, or just celebrating that special addition to your family. Check us out at Kennedy's Corner 20 on Facebook and Instagram. And welcome back to Sunshine from Heaven. We're talking to the love doctor, a.k.a. LeVanson Atkinson. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, sir. Yes, Man, sir. The I, I got to get all my syllables together to, to say that name right there. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, uh, are you named after someone? My father's name is LaVance Atkinson, and he's a senior, and I'm a junior. Right. But uh, my grandmother gave it to him because she said she heard she she heard somebody named, and uh, when she was going to high school, had that name, and it always stuck in her head. And somebody once told me that my name is French. Uh, so, you, like in French, it'd be Lavanson. Okay. And so, I, I, I always, like, my nickname is LJ. And so, uh-huh. one thing, I always like to be called LJ because I didn't know how powerful Lavanson was. Like, right. when, you're younger, when you're younger, you get a name like that. Like, my name weird. My name Right. Wrong. <laughs> it's not like everybody else's. Exactly. But then, once you grow up and have the confidence, I'm like, my name is Lavanson Atkinson. How you doing? There's some power in that. Cause it, it's, it's some power in name. You got you got a legacy behind your name. It, right. your, your name is worth something now. Right. And that, I mean, that all comes with growth and maturity. Yes, because how, how many Levansons other than your father have you run into? Nah. Zero. Nah. <laughs> so, nah. you, you know, you're nah, on, a, nah. on a very short list, my brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, hey, uh, so what church were you raised in? Uh, Fiesta Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, it's on. It's on color. And you? Do you still go to that church? Your parents yes, still sir. attend that church? I still go to that church. I, I'm born and raised in that church. Uh, right now, I'm the drummer. I'm the the youth leader. Also, assistant junior deacon in the making. Man, it's just that that church is my home. That's awesome. So, would you say are you in what they call the music ministry? Yes, sir. Now, I I gotta put a little note in here. You know. The music ministry takes quite a beating about how they are labeled in the church. And I, I try to tell people this, that uh, we all know or should know that the enemy, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to refer to him as, was mm-hmm. a worship leader. So right. you got to know if with that kind of historical background, when you're dealing with the music ministry and mm-hmm. most time people who have talent to play instruments and sing and things like that mm-hmm. uh, have a different struggle on their own just because of their creativity. Right. So there's going to be some conflicts because you've got some divas and some and some stars or, or yeah. stars, as you know, yeah. you want to say. So, how do you help to keep your music ministry edifying the body of Christ and not get caught up in all of the, for lack of a better term, the rigmarole? 
neutral. One one thing I, I would say, how, how we keep it neutral and natural, we are close, I say close choir and close family. So the songs that we sing might be not even songs that come out on the radio or things like that. It'd be like old hymns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. S- some, something that, that means something. Like when you sing it, you had to go through it. Right. You're going to feel this. Or you know somebody who went through it and it, and it touched you deeply. Yeah. And so, and so we believe in like, it ain't no star on the team. We all a part of God's team. So he's a, he's a star. So we all, his backup singers at the end of the day, we just praise well, his name. Hold on, hold it's on. So- I, I need your, uh, your cash app. I'm going to send you an offering right there. You said it's, <laughs> Jesus on, is man. the lead singer. That's, that He's he's <laughs> lead. Oh man, that's that's good right there, preacher. Come on, now. <laughs> it's so it's so in, in our choir, anybody can have a solo on any day. Cause my thing is, we we have to be able to praise God's name, get out our get out of our comfort zone, right? And do things that we ain't never done before, especially for Him, right? And then when you do that for Him, you can see how many times in life that'll help you out during life. There's a lot of times that we are our own worst enemies because we won't get out of our way. Cause God can, Come on, now. He can use us. Far better than we can use ourselves. Come on now. So yes, I, I, I truly believe, like you said, anybody, if because it may not sound good to you, but guess what? I'm not trying to please you. I'm trying yes, to sir. please my father. Because my if I can if I can please him, then I really don't care about what you think. Yes, sir. So that's that's good stuff right there, man. I heard something so amazing on Instagram one time. I was on a video. And this lady said, so many people run away from the church because they feel like God lied to them. But you got to understand, God never lied to you. The person who was delivering the message to you mm. probably gave you some false information. Right. But everything God said in the book has come true. Right. Everything everything he said, he promised you. Everything he said, he will do. And all the time he said, he'll be there. He's been there. Right. But you got to understand that we still live in a sinful culture. Like, we still made of, we made out of sin. Right. So, so, so you gotta under, you gotta have the maturity and the mindset to differentiate from what's right and what's wrong and what's real and what's fake, what's worldly and what's spiritual. Right, right. A lot, a lot of people fighting spiritually battles with worldly tools. Come and, on now. Yeah, it don't work that way. You definitely gotta understand that. What I find so funny is that we give people our trust on a daily basis. And, yes, and, and we'll even give people trust back when we've lost trust with them. We'll give them another chance. But let God, well, I ain't going to say let God fail you because God has never failed. But let you think that God has let you down. You don't want to deal with him no more. Yes, sir. You're right. That right there is a crazy thinking that you'll give a person who can't really give you much of themselves because they're fighting the same battle that you are. But a God who is the creator of everything because it didn't go your way, you don't want to talk to him no more. Or you want to say he don't even exist. Talk to him. Talk to him. So now when you actively witness to people and you going out there and, uh, and your podcast and you're the love doctor, what is one of the most powerful tools that you use in your arsenal that is your signature that God gave you? So one signature that I feel and that my organization Everyday Love feels is we use the quote the message at the come. When you think about love, you think about hope, you think about faith, it can only get better. Right. See one thing the one thing that people don't understand when I say the love doctor, when they think of love doctor, oh he's so romantic. Nah. Or oh, he knows everything about relationships, things like that. No, I'm trying to come trying to bring the terms of father and daughter type love. 
Right. Mother, mother and son type love. Right. Sister and brother type love. Neighborly love. See, that's the that's the love that's not shown. That's the love that's being hidden and that's being destroyed. Right. Because everybody feels like if I'm not in a relationship, right? If, if I don't if I don't protect my own, if I if I if I grew up with you, okay, cool. But you ain't gonna let nobody else do in. Right. But that's how we stop so many new blessings. That's how we come at war with each other. Because we won't understand. Again, I heard Pastor say this earlier. Uh, my wife played it for me that they talk about how uh, certain cities in the United States are melting pots. But unfortunately, that's a misconception because when you are a melting pot, that means everybody's going to be the same. And we know we're not. This pastor said we're more like a salad. You can mix it together, but you're still going to have your tomatoes, your cucumbers, your lettuce, your croutons. You still can clearly see each individual in the salad. And yeah. but the understanding is we can all coexist in this salad. The problem right. is you won't take the time to get to know the crouton. You won't take the time to get to know the lettuce because you feel like the lettuce is green and he don't think like I think. And we have a history of blocking out the other person, not realizing that that salad, that lettuce, that tomato, that crouton can bless me if I get to know it. Come on now. So I thought that was that was a pastor, Tim Ross, out of Irving, uh, Texas, man, which I think is a phenomenal teacher. And I heard that that analogy and I, it just blew me away. Wow. I see why. I see why. <laughs> I see why. I really do. And so I just want to I just want to be able to open the youth in everybody's eyes just to know that, hey, if we try, if, if we just try, if we just start. We can do anything. If, if we if we just stop, if you just put the car can't go nowhere if you don't put never put the kids inside the initiative. Exactly. You can always say in your future where I want to go, what I want to do, how I want to get there, how I'm going to get there. Mm -hmm. But if you never put the key into the mission, if you're never starting life with anything you want to do, right, you'll never get there. I, I told I told uh, my sister the other day. I said one thing I want to make a video of, and it, and, it, and it's so deep. It's so deep. I want to make a video about understanding. Really? Understanding. See, in, in life, we want so many things, and we want so many things to come to us, but we don't understand why do we need it. Right. Or why do we want it? That, that's why, it. Why, why do we want it? Yes. Like, like, a lot of people say they want to get closer to God, right? Mm -hmm. But don't even understand what God does for us. Right, right. But don't don't understand what faith is. Don't understand what me time is. <laughs> don't, don't understand when you're supposed to talk to God. That must be all the time. But, you know, some people want to talk to you talk to God three times out the week. Come on now, two right. times out the week. Come on now, mm -mm. one time out the week. Mm -mm. Come on, not every other month. Come on, some some people treat God like a distant cousin. Right. I, I, I one of my sayings is treat God like break glass in case of emergency. Oh man, <laughs> oh man. That's, that's something people don't understand. And right. even when people talk about love, people yeah. want people want to people just want love. But don't understand how to receive love. Right. Miss, we're mistaught. People don't, like I said, you were taught your definition or how you view love has come from a skewed place. Right. And, and that's one thing I talk about on my on my uh, podcast, The Brotherhood, on YouTube, on Everyday Love TV. We talk about, we all come to an age in our life where you have to understand from yourself. Mm hmm. Not, not about who you've been around. Right. Not about what your parents been through. Not even about what you've been through when you're younger. Right. When you get to an age you learn what's right from wrong, now it's time for you to understand what you need to do right now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. How crazy is it that 
You know what you need to do, know how to do it, know when you need to do it, but you still won't do it. The other day that we talk about handicapping, you handicapping yourself. Exactly. And then get mad at somebody else. I posted a quote, I posted a quote a few days ago, and it said, we got to understand, we're so worried about being protecting, but you don't know how protecting yourself can handicap yourself. Because understanding when you try to protect yourself, you're building that wall, right? Right. But one thing about that wall, nothing can get over it and nothing can get through it. Right. Somebody has to break that wall down who put it up right. for more momentum to keep going. So if you got that wall up, all the bad habits that you got, gonna stay with you. Gonna stay with you. You need a, somebody, you need a breakdown so you can come break on. through. Come on, come on, come on. Say, say it again. Say <laughs> you it again need to break it down so you can break through. Ain't, ain't nobody, ain't nobody can be in a position to help you right. if you already built a wall people to stay back because what happens when we build that wall because we want to put out a certain aura about ourselves that we're yes, okay sir. and don't want people to know that we're vulnerable but you don't know it's in your vulnerability that you gain strength come on now so yeah it, 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 it now. yeah that that wall analogy man uh, i'm sorry to tell you that's mine i'm, I'm taking that from you I, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> you, you're gonna hear me say that a lot that i'm i'm taking that <laughs> hey, hey, it's, it's a joy for me to you. All right. Yeah, that's, I, I'm, that's, that's why I love about conversations like this. Right. Like when, men, when men come together or anybody come together just to spread that positivity, to spread that love, to spread that faith, you don't know what you can get from somebody. Right. But if I, but if I had a wall up and you had a wall up, we wouldn't be able to right now to receive that. No, because I, I would just be talking and not listening to you and vice versa. Yes, sir. Man, well, hey, I want, if you can, where are your platforms? Give us an email address. How can people reach out to you? How can people hear the Love Doctor on the regular? Okay, so people can hear the Love Doctor regular. My Instagram is the letter D underscore L-O-V-E-D-R. And so my also, my Everyday Love, Everyday Love is my platform where my organization, where we do a lot of things in Houston, like even give products to single parent homes. We help feed the homeless. We even help out dyslexia kids and things like that. Wow. We do a lot of things around around Houston. Anywhere you need everyday love, that's where we want to be. If somebody wanted to make a donation to everyday love, how do they do that? So they, they, if somebody want to go to make a donation to everyday love, they can reach, go on the everyday love Instagram. And so that'll be EV. E R Y D A Y L O V E underscore L L C. DM us and we'll be sure to give you our cash up and keep you updated on more things that we have, we got going in Houston. Wow! Hey man, I I am so. Uh, blessed and thankful that you took the time out of your schedule to come and talk to us here on the Sunshine Man. Last thing I want to, if you could just leave, if you could talk to your 18-year-old self, that would be the most impactful in your life now. I would tell my 18-year-old self, I'm glad you kept the faith. I'm, I'm glad you, you I'm glad you had that motivation. Man, kept I'm the glad faith. You, I'm glad you didn't let people misdirect you. Oh. Uh. Come on now, yeah. So you gonna get you gonna get yourself a sermon. Man, I, I, I would never made it this far. <laughs> I, I, I keep the faith. Oh, brother, you have truly blessed me today. I'm so thankful that you came on. Hey, it's an open platform. Anytime you want to come back, man, you're welcome. Anytime, my platform yes. is yours. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart, man. We might, we might need, we might need to link up. I, I would love to have you on the brotherhood. Oh, when we talk. It's the platform for the brothers. Right now, I'm having a sisterhood coming up soon. When brother talking about uh, men talk, that's on Everyday Love TV. If anybody want to check it out, oh, 
Definitely, definitely. We're going to do that, man. So, hey, thank you so much, guys. Hey, make sure you check out the Love Doctor, Levanson Atkinson, and, and show him some love. And remember, share a little sunshine.